Hi, Mr. Jacobs. Hi, Sam. You're looking happy today. Yeah, it's a long weekend. Three days off in a row. Oh, that's right. Veterans Day is Monday, isn't it? Yep. Know any veterans I can thank? Actually, I do know a few in this neighborhood. A few? In this neighborhood? I had no idea. Hi, Mr. Jacobs. Hi, Sam. Hi, Laura, Carson. What are you two doing with those lawn chairs? Mr. Jacobs said that whenever there's a parade on his street, we could sit in his front lawn. Are you coming out to watch? You know, I totally forgot what was going on today, guys. I'll be out in a little bit. Okay, come on, Laura. Let's go keep our eyes open for veterans. Do you think they'll have kitties or puppies with them? What are you talking about? The veterans in the parade. Are they going to be with their patients? Laura, you're thinking about veterinarians. Oh, what were we talking about? Veterans. You know, people who serve in the military? Yeah. Didn't the uniforms and the flags and the posters give that away? I thought that's just what they wore when they took care of animals. It's a very important job to take care of animals after all. That's true. But it's also very different from being a soldier. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those. I want to take care of animals. <laughs> I can understand that. Come on, Laura. There are people out there already, and we want to have good spots. Here, we can take the portable radio with us so we can listen to programs while we wait for the parade. Good idea. All right, we've got our lawn chairs, the portable radio, and even a puppy for Laura. We're all ready for the parade. Flynn, sit still. We've got to be ready for the parade when it comes. Wow, there's a lot of people waiting out here. How big is this parade? Mr. Jacobs? Hmm? Oh, sorry, Sam. I was thinking of something. What was the question? I was wondering how big the Veterans Day parade usually was. Oh, it's usually about an hour long. What were you thinking about? Well, Carson, I was just considering something Laura said earlier. Me? What did I say that was so interesting? It was the conversation we had about soldiers. You mentioned not wanting to be one. But that got me to thinking about how if we're followers of God, we already are soldiers. We are? Do we get uniforms? <laughs> kind of, Carson. In Ephesians 6, God tells us about spiritual armor. Spiritual armor? Right. This isn't armor that we wear on our bodies, but on our lives. Things like truth, faith, and knowing that Jesus has saved us from our sins. These kind of things protect our minds and emotions from things like lies, fear, and discouragement. Kind of like a helmet or a bulletproof vest or something. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, I'll have to look that up on my phone while we wait for the parade. And I think I'll listen to the radio. No parade yet? Not yet. I think Flynn needs a drink. I'll get his bowl for him. Be right back. Thanks, Sam. Mr. Jacobs, can I ask you a question? That's what I'm here for, Carson. What's on your mind? Well, it's about us being God's soldiers. If we are soldiers with armor and everything, then who's our enemy? Our enemy? Yeah, Laura. I mean, soldiers are soldiers because they fight wars. So who are we fighting? Are we in a war? That's a good question, Carson. And if we go back to Ephesians 6, it tells us that just like our armor, the enemies we face are spiritual. I'm not sure what that means. Hmm. Let's start with the basics. You know what angels are, right? Oh yeah, they're people with wings. Well, that's how a lot of us imagine them, but actually angels are spirits that deliver God's messages to his people and basically do anything else God tells them to do. But they are very real things and they appear in many stories in the Bible. Yeah, like in the Christmas story. That's right, Laura. 
But there are other spirits in the world who don't want God's people to follow him. The Bible doesn't tell us much about these spirits, but we do know that they are forces of evil that cause all kinds of suffering on the earth. So what you're saying is there are good spirits and bad spirits, and they are fighting each other? That's right. And this invisible war has been raging for thousands of years. But how do we know it has, Mr. Jacobs? You just said it's invisible. If we can't see it, hear it, or feel it, then how do we know what's going on? A fair question. And I would say the best answer I have for you right now is that we read about it in the Bible, and not just in Ephesians 6. Daniel 10:13, Revelation 12:7, and Luke 10:18 are just a few verses that talk about this war that rages across the earth. Jesus talks about this war a lot, and I don't think he would do that if it wasn't real or important. Hmm, that's a lot to think about. That's true. And why you think? I'm going to listen to the radio. So, when is this parade supposed to start? Any minute now, Sam. Looks like the whole neighborhood has come to see the parade. I think you're right, Carson. You warm enough there, Laura? Hmm? You look like you're uncomfortable. Do you need a blanket or something? No, I'm okay. I was just thinking about that war thing you were talking about earlier. You know, with angels and spirits and everything. Oh, I see. You look a little concerned. Well, yeah. I guess I just don't want to be a soldier. I don't want to fight wars and be in danger all the time. I want to grow up safe and do things like be a mom and stuff. I understand, but they aren't mutually exclusive. Huh? He means just because you are one thing, that doesn't mean you can't be the other two. Right. Just because we're in God's army doesn't necessarily mean we have to leave our homes and become preachers. Then what does it mean? Yeah, how do we fight in this war? What does God want his soldiers to do? Hmm. Well, I can think of three things right off. Firstly, he wants us to stand firm in our faith. That means when things get hard or we feel like doing something wrong, we need to remember what God teaches us and we need to trust him. When we do this, James 4, 7 tells us that forces of evil won't stand a chance and we'll have to run away. Well, that's easy. Uh, it is? I meant it's easy to remember. We learn about doing the right thing all the time. True. <laughs> the second thing I can think of is God's soldiers need to know about him so that when other people have questions or want to argue, we can explain. Like it says in 2 Corinthians 10. Yeah, I know I've had questions about God before that really bothered me. But as I learned more about God and his love, old questions and problems I had about God were taken care of and I was able to understand much better. Huh, I thought I was just learning about God for fun. I guess this soldier thing isn't so different from what I already have been doing. What's the third thing, Mr. Jacobs? In 2 Timothy 2, God tells us to do our very best to live for him and to not waste time with arguments and bickering that don't do anything good. Instead, we need to share God's love with everyone, teaching them about Him, praying for them, and being encouraging. Well, if those are the things we need to do as God's soldiers, then it's not as scary as I thought it was. Well, it's not always easy or fun being in God's army, but it's always right. Besides, we don't ever have to be afraid to be one of his soldiers because if he is on our side, then nothing can win against us. That's what it says in Romans 8.31 anyway. Wait, you know Bible verses too, Sam? I've been working on it. 
Somebody's got to try to keep up with Mr. Jacobs. <laughs> well, if it's helping you learn about God, I guess it works. Listen, is that what I think it is? Yeah, the parade is coming. Finally, it's about time. Looks like it's going to be a big one this year. Well, I guess we're done listening to the radio. I'll turn it off. 